We have different opinions. We have different likes and dislikes. And sometimes we bring that into church culture and we forget that God himself loves all of us. Thank you for listening and subscribing to the Anchor Church podcast. It is our desire at the Anchor to provide a place for you to know God, find freedom, discover your God-given purpose, and ultimately make a difference in the world around you. Each week, the Anchor podcast features Sunday sermons. You can follow along in this podcast episode and read the sermon notes on our website by visiting theanchor.me. Now, let's get into the Word. Good morning, y'all. So good to see everybody here today. If you are uh, visiting with us today or, you know, if this is your first time, welcome to the family. And uh, if you're an old-time family member, it's just good to see you again. Good to be in the house, right? Amen. Amen. Listen, this morning we have two very special guests with us that I am uh, personally so grateful that they're here. Uh, it's Pastor Mark and, and Claudette Babin. Uh, these guys have uh, been faithful leaders and pastors of a church, uh, you know, for 33 years in uh, Fort Fairfield. And, uh, you know, for what I'm about to say, some of you guys in this room are going to get it. Some of you guys are not, but it's okay. Uh, you know, to, to kind of I guess maybe to explain the significance of who they are uh, to this ministry. You know, about four and a half years ago, the, the church here went through a very difficult transition, a very difficult season. And uh, in that process, uh, these guys were called. And, uh, you know, to understand, they live four hours north of here. I mean, it's like, it's like, oh, Canada, right? And so... Um, you know, so during that season, these guys basically made a decision uh, to to come and, and basically step into a leadership role in this ministry for, what, about six months, right? About four months? I was trying to make you look better, right? And so four months. And so anyways, to understand that, that they were literally, you know, they would preach here, drive home four hours, preach there for not anyways. And these guys were just, they brought stability to this ministry uh, where, where it was lacking. And, and uh, you know, not to uh, over-exaggerate or overstate something, this is just the God-honest truth. Uh, I am convinced that if these guys wouldn't stepped in, we would not have a church today. And so, um, you know, yeah, that's okay. I mean, it's... Amen. So, you know, in this sense, you know, for me, I, you know, I've been wanting these guys to, to come back down for, uh, you know, it's crazy to think this is south, right? And so anyways, but, but, to, but to come down south, you know, down here for, you know, for a while now, and I think we've been probably working on this for a bit, but, but I just, you know, my heart was is that the house would be healthy uh, before they came back, so they could see, you know, that man, that what they planted, it was it was good soil, good seed, and then uh, so for all you guys that stuck through that process, thank you, and uh, you know, thank you for being that uh, that foundation here because God's really used you, Amen. And you know, look what He's done since, right? God's incredible. So if you can, uh, last thing I will I will say this just because this is fun. Uh, we we drove we drove north to Canada and uh, hung out with these guys for a few days. And, and Pastor Mark was so gracious to take me on a bunch of log roads while he killed grouse. And um, <laughs> it was awesome. No, I, I had a blast for real. And the whole time I was praying, Jesus, please let me see a moose. Please let me see a moose. <laughs> and, and literally we were, it was getting dark and we were, we were about to go back to the house. And, and I was so disappointed. I was like, Lord, please, you're faithful. 
and, uh, and, and Pastor Mark, being the, the godly man that he is, uh, we, we were supposed to go home one way, and he just felt the nudge to go the other way, and we went the other way, and literally like a mile down the road, right? I mean, you, you saw this massive bull moose right in the middle of the road, and, uh, and so he said it was the biggest moose he's ever seen, correct? He said like 1,200 pounds, made my day. I was like, Jesus, you're so faithful, and uh, man, to say Jesus doesn't care about the little things, right? Uh, but man, that, that made my day. Anyways, if you guys can, just welcome Pastor Mark as he comes, and, uh, and he's going to share the word with this morning. And I will say this for the rest of you guys, uh, Ms. Claudette is actually going to preach second service, so you, you can get double up buffet today if you, if you hang out a little bit longer, all right? So welcome Pastor Mark as he comes. Praise the Lord. It is so good to be here, and um, it's, uh, it's a blessing to see what God is doing. We are so thankful for every one of you that are here, those of you, as Pastor uh, Quentin has shared, that has uh, stuck it out. And uh, again, we praise God. Uh, we know that there are seasons in our lives. Amen? How many know that in the natural we're gearing for a season? Everybody say amen. Snow is of God. It's not a curse. Amen. So we thank God for where we are at. And again, I do want to say a big thank you to this church and, of course, to the pastors for uh, responding to God and following God and allowing God to lead them. It was a difficult time when we came, but we know the Lord was speaking to us to come and help a people that we did not really know. We didn't know anybody here, really. I mean, we knew a couple of people that moved from up north to this area. But I thank God that when God speaks, He speaks for a reason and He does things well. Sometimes we question God. Sometimes we think God's missed it. How many have been there? God's missed it. Well, God never misses it. But I thank God that He is faithful, always on time, knows what He's doing. I will, I will share what the Lord has laid on my heart. I, I know in the culture and the time that we live in that there are many things that pull at us, things to distract us, things to cause us to walk off course and to just move away from what God really has intended for us originally and what his plan is for us. And there are many times in Christianity we know that there are promises that are made to us. How many have heard this one? Just come to Jesus and your life will be great. How many have heard that one? Has your life been great? Well, in Jesus it has. Okay, But we were imagining something else. We were looking for something else. I'd have no more problems. No more heartache. No more discouragement. Everything would be smooth sailing because that's what the preacher said. (laughs) But I thank God today that even though things don't go as planned, if we stayed anchored to what God has for us, it is a great life. And so, you know, a lot of us come to Jesus for many reasons. We came uh, to our experience in Christ, maybe through friends, through loved ones, by accident. And uh, we think it's by accident. But I thank God that no matter what it was, if you're looking for joy or peace or, or happiness or uh, something to work a miracle in your marriage or your family or your job, whatever it may be, something pulled at us. And today, I want to share with you, as a pastor, but as a leader also, because in these days that we're living, there are many promises out there that are, do not pan out. Amen? And the Apostle Paul shares some words of wisdom 
to the church of Corinth. And he's sharing these words to the church at Corinth. So he's sharing it to Christians, and it's something that we need to look at today. I've entitled this, This Jesus. You know, we, we live in a time, and if you, if you do anything online, and sometimes we do too much online, we get confused. But, you know, there are things out there that are popping up that we shouldn't be listening to. There are people that are professing themselves to be Christ. The other Jesus in the earth, there are many of them now. I thought there was only one Jesus, but I guess there's some in Hawaii. There's some in the Philippines. There are some, you know, so they actually proclaim to be Jesus Christ. But Paul is warning the church concerning deception. And this is what I want to focus on today. I know is, this comes out of a conversation that I had with some leaders. And we were talking about this Jesus and that Jesus. Okay? Uh, and referring to the Jesus that we see proclaimed today and the Jesus that was proclaimed in Scripture. And sometimes there's a big difference. There's a gap. I mean, there are things that are shared with us that aren't quite biblically accurate. And if those of you remember my time being here, I believe that the Word of God is the final authority. Not my emotions, not my feelings, not what I think, not what the church down the road says. The Word of God is the final authority. And by that, that's what we need to build our faith on. The Word of Jesus Christ, the Word of the Lord, the Word of the Apostles, the Word that we find in Scripture. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3 through 4, But I fear lest somehow as a serpent deceives Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he who comes preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit, which you have not received, or a different gospel, which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it. These are strong words from the apostle. Of course, if you want to know the context, read before and read after. Find the whole story as to what's being shared. And if you realize that what Paul is saying, he says, listen, some people are preaching stuff to you and you're accepting it. You're putting up with it. And it's affecting what God really has intended for you as a believer. And so today, my faith, my receiving, my walking in God's fullness can be affected if I alter the message. If I change it to adapt to my preferences, my wants, my call, whatever I, I feel is needed here. And of course, we know that the enemy is a deceiver. He's always been a deceiver. As Christians, we stand guard against deception. I do not believe that the devil can deceive me or you unless we allow him. We open that door. If it was the other way, then I'd have to say, I've got to live in fear the rest of my life. That tomorrow morning I may wake up and find myself deceived. Of course, I wouldn't know it. So the enemy is a deceiver. And today, what I want to share with you, and I've, I brought a little... Uh, picture or something you can pop that up right now please <clears throat> what are you laughing at this is a picture of some couple that we found and uh no i brought this picture here to make the point of what i want to share today you know in life in 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 this gospel in this christianity in this in this spiritual living that we're called to live out you know paul has, has warned the believers don't be deceived don't put up with it you know there's there is this jesus and then there is a jesus or a message that's being preached that may lead you into deception and so what this is is called a caricature that's a big word for a frenchman <clears throat> 
And you're close to Canada, that's a big word. And so when, when you look at this, somebody took a picture of us and brought it to somebody who does this stuff, and this is what they came up with. Okay? <laughs> I don't think it's a very good representation. But, <laughs> but if you understand a caricature, you'll find out that it emphasizes certain points and qualities. Hello? And yet, it kind of just buffers the others. But the, the real thing is that this was not taken from an original. This was taken from a picture. And so, you have a picture, and then you have this. <laughs> and so, with this, you see where people are emphasized. That doesn't even look like me. I mean, he's got more hair up there than I do right now. But, and, of course... My wife, that's my beautiful wife. It looks like her. And <laughs> but what we see is that we have been redefined by the gifts or by the qualities or by the talent of whoever did this. They've redesigned us. Now you look at it and say, yeah, yeah, you don't even have to put Mark and Claude up. Uh, you know it's Mark and Claudette, right? How many of you know that that's us? Okay, one person in the room. Well, that's us, just for you. Okay. And a caricature, I'm going to give you the definition of a caricature. It's a description of a person using exaggerations of, of some characteristics and oversimplification of others. In the gospel, we have this Jesus. Sometimes in society, we have this Jesus. It's an exaggeration of some characteristics and a simplifying of others. And so when we see this, we say, okay, you know, praise God. You know, we, we say, oh, God is love. Everybody knows God, God is love, but God is also other things. But we focus on certain major ones that appeal to us. But we kind of push out the other side. I mean, there's no way I got a jawbone like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but we have this misrepresentation of Christ. This misrepresentation of who he is. Not who he was. Who he is. And so when we look at the word that Paul is sharing, he says, listen, you know, in your circle, there might be some people that might come in or there might be a deception trying to leak in that would cause you to be deceived concerning Jesus. He's not talking about church attendance. He's not talking about pastors. He's not talking about ministries. He's talking about Jesus Christ. And so today, this word I want to share with you as a leader, again, we have comments that are being shared today all over the world. And people see Jesus a certain way. I do a lot of teaching of the word of God. I go to Haiti a lot. and Some of you know that. And I teach leaders in Haiti. And I'll tell you, when there is a, and here's, here's my key, folks, when there is a lack of the word, it's easy to find another picture. If you did not know us, you would think that's what they look like. You go to Fort Fairfield looking for a couple like that, you might not find them. They're not there. Those people don't live there. But you see, we, we see a lack of the word brings about a picture or an image that we think is accurate and it's not. Another Jesus is formed. 
another picture of who Jesus is. And when we look at Jesus, I mean, you want to know how Jesus really is? Read the Gospels. You want to know his love? You want to know his fullness? You want to know the heart of God? Read the Gospels. And even in there, we don't find the full picture. But when we look at what God is doing to us, he says, listen, you know, it's not all this way. Well, you know, I can't really serve your Jesus because I I believe that my Jesus loves me no matter what. Well, that's truth. But because he loves me no matter what, he's made provision for me so that I might live the life he's called me to live. I don't have to struggle through life trying to be a Christian all day long, all week long, hoping I can come back here next Sunday and still have my faith intact. Well, God understands, just, you know, do your best. No, 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 that's not scripture. So you see, we develop another image of what we're called to do. And I want to share some of these things today. You know, we say, well, wait a minute, you know, God wants us happy. That's all that matters. Of course he wants us happy. But he doesn't mean that it's my happiness only that's at stake. But it's what he has for me. That's when I'm truly happy. You know, God's not too concerned about our holiness. He's more concerned about our happiness. (laughs) Hello? If you believe that, I'm going to tell you right now, without judging, criticizing, you are a very carnal person. Because you're just concerned about you. Yourself, not what God has. God does want us happy, but he wants us to live right. Well, you know, I just tried and tried and God understands. He knows my heart. I get so tired of hearing that. He knows my heart. Of course he knows my heart and he says that the heart is wicked. (laughs) It's wicked. That's why he wants to give us a new heart. Hello? So, uh, is this making sense? None of you are leaving. Stay put. Lock the doors, please. I don't know if I, you're going to be able to follow me with the scriptures, but stay with me anyhow. I'm gonna, you'll catch up somewhere here. A lot of times we say, you know, uh, it doesn't really matter how I live. I believe in Jesus Christ. I've accepted the Lord. You know, I can still do what I want to do. I can still partake of the stuff out there. God knows my heart. He loves me. And we find ourselves creating a new image of who Jesus really is. Now, I share this today. Just listen. God is working in us to do a great work. And the work is greater than what we had in the past. If you confess Jesus Christ and your life has not changed, you've got the wrong image. Your life will change. You don't have to be religious. You don't have to you know, come into a place of a bunch of traditions and bondage. But following God, according to His plan, is not bondage. It's liberty. Because it's His work in us. He's moving. He's leading. He's guiding us. He's doing what He wants to do in us. So we know that Jesus Christ came to this earth. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. How many of you were lost? You all were. I just thought I'd just inject in case some of you didn't know that. You all were. We were all lost. Listen, I was a good sinner growing up. Hello? How many of you were good sinners? Okay. A lot of good sinners in Maine. (laughs) But we were still 
sinners. We still needed Jesus Christ. And thank God that he came looking. He said, there he is. There she is. And we get saved because Jesus saves. We don't have to get, even in church and Christianity, get religious and saying, if we see somebody that walks through those doors that doesn't look like us, may look like he had been a better sinner than we were. Hello? That we don't say, well, Jesus can't save him. And we start putting a bunch of lists and do's and don'ts upon him. Say, listen, when you can clean yourself up, then come back. That's not the Jesus we know. That's not the Jesus that we serve. But religion has painted that picture. Now we have another Jesus. Jesus only loves those that look like me. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. Jesus loves us the same. And so when we look at, you know, he came to seek, he came to save. So he didn't just come to make me happy, he came to redeem me. He didn't just come so I could try to change my life, and even though I have struggles, and even though I go through hard times, you know, I'll just make it, and God understands. No, he came to change my life. Created us, recreated, we're born again, praise God. So in looking at this Jesus, the biblical Jesus, okay, I've had people come to me, but you don't understand the signs in the time or the signs of the times now. The culture that we live in requires that we believe differently. And I agree with that to some degree. Because sometimes we've been locked into tradition. You know, readers digest scripture. Farmers almanac. Coffee house talk of who Jesus really is. How he applies to us today. Well, this biblical Jesus that we serve today, the one that we were introduced to, that's what Paul's saying. Listen, I introduce you to him. This Jesus, this is the one, the teaching that you've heard, the teaching that you receive from us, that's what you need to believe. But there's some that are coming that are going to try to twist it, try to cause you to believe in a different way. He said, don't put up with it. Now, I'm not talking about talking about church strife here. I'm talking about every one of us in our own hearts. Your responsibility, my responsibility to be able to come to a place where I say, this is God, that's not God. I don't care what Christian television says. I don't care what popular preachers are stating. This is my relationship with God. This is the Jesus that I was introduced to. And we go on from there. You follow me? Thank God for media. I thank God for what's out there. But not all of it is accurate. Hello? I used to paint cars before I went to the ministry. <laughs> I'm going to share this nicely, but do you know that Bondo covers a lot of sin? <clears throat> Bondo covers a lot of sin. You know, you can make a car look pretty presentable, but don't hit a bump. <laughs> Because it's going to crack, it's going to fall apart. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> Been there. I don't know what's wrong with my car. I had it painted six months ago. I'll tell you what's wrong with your car. It's full of Bondo. But see, we find that today there's a lot of things that look good, and they're preaching something that sounds good, but does it really work the work of God in our lives? How many of you found out that Christianity 
is not always easy. <laughs> you're, you're swimming upstream. Christianity sometimes is a struggle. It's a fight. The old song years ago when I first got saved, part of it says it's a battlefield, brother, not a recreation room. It's a fight and not a game. Run if you want to. Run if you will. I came here to stay. That's Christianity. So when we have this Jesus of the Bible, this Jesus, Paul says, listen, you want to stay strong? You want to stay walking in him? Then don't accept another Jesus. Don't accept another message. But allow yourself to walk in the teachings that you've received from me. I find it amazing as a a preacher. I mean, I don't know it all. I don't have it all. I've been preaching for quite a few years. And I still get some people who just get saved and have a deeper revelation than what I have. And it's really not a revelation. It's more of an opinion that has the backing of many other people like them. But it's not gospel. Well, you know, we know the word says this. But that's where the other Jesus comes in. That's where the other Jesus comes in. We know what the Word is teaching, but the Word is old-fashioned. The Word does not connect with our society. Really? Have you studied the society that Paul lived in? You think we're corrupt as a nation in some ways? Read about Corinth. (laughs) This was not the great church of the time. This was a church that was struggling in many ways. But Paul says, listen, this other Jesus, don't accept it. Don't put up with that stuff. And there were teachers that would go around. We have it today all over the place. I'll tell you, you can go online right now. You can blog anything. You can write about anything. And guess what? Even if your heart is right and you want to give a compliment to somebody, somebody's going to come up and share a negative. What's wrong with this world? Everybody's got an opinion. And my opinion's right and yours is wrong. That's what we think. I did something last summer. We have a festival every year. It's called the Potato Blossom Festival. It's not a blueberry. (laughs) It's a Potato Blossom Festival. And there's a parade, and, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's a typical small town, small region, you know, area as far as, you know, your parades, your typical, you know, old cars, beauty queens, um, old queens. Um. <laughs> but uh, what? El- old Elvis. We've got an Elvis that's 80-some-odd years old right now. And uh, he's not walking anymore. He's sitting on the roof of the car now. But. I'm serious, folks. And, but, but anyhow, we, we have this parade. And this year, the parade, we had Senator Susan Collins. I, I, I'm not getting political on you, so just relax. But Senator Susan Collins is from our area. So she's in the parade, and then she walked by, and then she turned around, came back, and came and greeted me. And one of her staffers took a picture of it, and well, whatever. Well, I posted on her page, because somebody posted and tagged me, because the picture went on her Website, so I said, uh, thank you, Senator Collins, for coming to our small community. You know, just a thank you for being there. Well, man, oh, man. <laughs> and I had to respond to it. Listen, I'm not getting political on this. I'm just thanking her for coming to our town. 
But man, people just messed up. I mean, starting shooting her down, that was not the intent of this. You know, do what you want to do. I'm just thanking her. See, that's the culture we live in. We can't even be thankful to anybody. It's crazy. It's a crazy world. In Paul's day, people were proclaiming different Christs. Well, we don't want this one. We're going to change it to appease our human nature. It's all right if I do this. God understands, again, my heart. And so I, uh, we, we spent some time with an uncle of our, uh, my uncle, my dad's brother, uh, yesterday went to some of the lighthouses um, from northern Maine. I'd never seen a lighthouse in Maine. Can you imagine? We don't have a lighthouse controlling skitters and farm tractors, bringing them back home, you know, guiding them in. We don't have that. <laughs> so, uh, we do have poaching lights. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> let's get the realists back in here. Uh, we ha- <laughs> but here we were, and, you know, we're, we're talking and, and um, mentioned about going to uh, Freeport, and uh, we went and had lunch, and coming out of the restaurant, kind of glanced over, and there's somebody sitting outside that I recognize. It was our former governor, LePage. So I just went up to him and shook his hand. And I mumbled something to him, because I won't repeat here in case you don't feel the same way as I do. Uh, but as I shook his hand, I told this to my uncle. And, of course, oh, no. Until yeah. <laughs> where he stood right away, I said, we're not going there. We're not going to discuss politics, because I'm not getting there. We have a great relationship. You've got your view. I got mine. I'm right. You're wrong. No, no, no. Just kidding. Just kidding. We have opinions in the body of Christ. <laughs> we have opinions in the body of Christ sometimes that we, we like to elevate and almost make them gospel, and it controls everything we do. It controls our relationships. Well, you know, I know they're Christians, but they're not like me. I won't fellowship with them and so forth. We do these things. They believe different. Listen, I found out in my 41 years of serving God, I know I don't look 41, but my 41 years of serving God, that there are people that don't believe like I do. Amen. Amen. At first, that would bother me. It's like, what's wrong with them? You're all, you've all done the same thing. And uh, we, we came to a conclusion that, wait a minute, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to look at your pastor and says, well, his haircut's different than mine. I don't like him. Look at his hairline. Look at mine. Here, here's something. This is a side note, you know. I, I can do this. Watch this. See the V? That used to be my hairline. <laughs> I'm serious. That used to be my hairline. So, but we have different opinions. We have different likes and dislikes. And sometimes we bring that into church culture. And we forget that God himself loves all of us. And sometimes the enemy wants to come in and bring that division and that strife. And, and I'm trying to get to another scripture there, sister. I'm, I'm trying to get there. And by going to the place where we look at this biblical Jesus. And this is what I want to share on. See, the word of God hasn't changed. Go to Acts chapter 2, verse 32 and 33. This Jesus. Which one? This one. 
They hadn't changed the doctrine. This Jesus, uh, Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses, therefore being exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear. So here we have a doctrine, a teaching that's very important to the early church, should be important to us. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Some people say, well, it's optional. Okay, if you want to struggle, it's optional. You can drive a Ford or you can drive a Chevy. It's, it's optional which one you want. You want to push one and drive the other. It's optional. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit, God has given to us for a reason. It's not to display on a trophy case. It's not for us to say, hey, I've got the Holy Spirit. Look at my gifts. Look at my gifts. Look at my gifts. My gift is bigger than yours. No, that's not why it is. But the Holy Spirit is the power of God on the inside so that we can do the works of God. But here, we, the early church, practiced this and believed this. He poured it out. So this is a message today that's being challenged. The preaching of the Word right now does not focus on a lot of the Holy Spirit. I mean, oh yes, the Holy Spirit lives in me. I'm talking about a baptism of the Holy Spirit that will shake the world. It will shake your world. It'll shake the world around you. And that's where we have seen a pull. Well, you know, the Holy Spirit offends a lot of people. I know it does. It offended me 41 years ago. Because through the power of the Holy Spirit, I was told I was a sinner. Isn't that offensive? If I called you a sinner today, would that be offensive to you? You don't look like me. You're ugly. No, I'm just saying that's offensive. That's offensive. He's not ugly. I'm just teasing him. He's from Louisiana. <laughs> but you know, that's offensive. Well, being called a I'm not a sinner. Well, yeah, I am a sinner. The Holy Spirit's work was to convict me. Okay? So that work began in my life. So when we look at this Jesus, the biblical Jesus, you know, the ministry of Jesus Christ, listen to this, was a powerful ministry. He shook the world. He did things that had not been done in that capacity before. Walking down the street, interrupting a funeral procession, putting his hand on the coffin. (laughs) Ain't no funeral today, boys. (laughs) This boy's coming up. He's alive. We got no food. We got no restaurants. We got a little boy here with a little meal. We're going to feed thousands. That's stuff that doesn't happen normally. But that's the Jesus they preach. You know, standing at a grave, people are crying. Tells them, roll the stone away. And he speaks out, Lazarus, come forth. Four days dead. Is that normal? No, it's not normal. And Lazarus came out. He said, listen. Destroy this temple, I'll raise it up. Jesus himself came out of the grave. Now we have a gospel today that says that Jesus did not come out of the grave. Well, if Jesus is still in the grave, Paul said it, my faith is dead. So if you want to believe that other gospel, your faith is dead. Well, we know Jesus worked miracles back then, but that was the Bible days. Really. 
Really? Jesus does miracles again today, but the problem is that our gospel is messed up. We're waiting for Jesus to come down from the cloud and walk the aisles, call you out, and minister to you when he said, listen, I'm with you, I shall be in you. Did you get it? I am with you, but I shall be in you. And then what happens is that we become the instruments of God in this earth. He came here and he led people back to God. He led a group of people, a small group to start off with, that turned the world upside down. This Jesus. You know that the power of the Holy Spirit, and I'm sharing this real, real bold, the power of the Holy Spirit can do things that I can't do. The power of the Holy Spirit can do things in your heart that I can't even come close to. The power of the Spirit of God. Sometimes we shy away. Well, you know, listen, let the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit knows best. We're the ones who struggle. We're the ones who are fearful. Well, I don't know. I don't know how you'll take it. If I I share this with you by the Spirit, I don't know how you'll take it. Let the Holy Spirit deal with it. Let the Holy Spirit flow through us. Jesus Christ is the one that's sent from God. There is no other Jesus coming. Some people believe that Jesus himself is not coming back. You didn't know that, right? Yeah, there's a, there's a gospel out there that says that we are the second return of Christ. I haven't found it in the Bible yet. I don't believe it. It's not in the Bible, I don't believe it. But we are the second coming of Christ, really. When, but when they stood on the mountain and they watched Jesus ascend. Now get the picture. Jesus Christ ascending. Wouldn't that freak you out? If I start ascending right now, think about it. I'll move over here a little bit. Okay. If I start ascending, that would freak you out. 500 people saw him ascend. And he had spoken a word to them before he ascended. So why don't you wait in Jerusalem until you receive the Holy Spirit. And he gave him some instruction. But yet, out of the 500, 120 showed up in Jerusalem. I don't know about you, but if I see somebody ascending to the heavens, I'm going to listen to what he had to say. <laughs> I mean, think about it. I mean, I think maybe this guy knows what he's talking about. And then two angels appear and said, listen, the same Jesus that you see taken away will come back in the same manner. So that's talking about a physical return. Not in us. But he's coming back in, in, in the same manner. But can you imagine 500 people saw this? Today, it'd be all over the world, just like that. I mean, the phones would be out. Facebook, it would blow up Facebook. Maybe that's what we need. <laughs> we need to blow up Facebook. <clears throat> Did I say that out loud? I was thinking it. I was just... so. See, the message of Christ is a message that if you do not, if you do not have a surrendered heart you will not be able to embrace. Now listen to me. The message of Christ requires a surrendered heart. I grew up knowing that Jesus Christ came to earth, died on a cross, rose from the dead. That was my background. I was raised Catholic. I knew that. 
up here. Didn't know it in here. But then all of a sudden, coming to the place where, wait a minute, Jesus Christ requires something, a surrendered life, a surrendered heart. Now, if I surrender, that means I give up my rights. Well, God loves me, and he still lets me do what I want to do, and he, he just forgives me all the time. That's not a surrendered life. That's a life of convenience. But a surrendered life is not a life of bondage. It's a life of freedom. See, some people don't get this. Listen, if I surrender my life to somebody who has promised to take care of me, bondage is off of me. No more bondage. Because he's promised to take care of me. He's promised to see me through. So today, as we look at this, you know, there's no other Jesus. There's this Jesus. You want to get to know him? Go back to the word and find out what this Jesus is all about. Well, I read, I read this guy on this blog, and he said, you know, this is the way it is. Forget the blog. Listen, I found out that there, there's nobody perfect. And everything we say is tainted with opinion. Hello? What I shared here today. You don't have to take it. But remember this. The Jesus that Paul preached. The Jesus that he taught. The Jesus that they received. If we embrace, then that deceiver can't come in and do a number on us. Now, there are Christians believing all kinds of things today that are not, are not right. You know, Christians living in sin. And you can define that whatever way you want, but sin is still sin. But they justify it because in their minds they have, in their minds they think this is what Jesus looks like. We have developed a new picture, a new image. We have changed it because we didn't take it from the original. Paul says, this Jesus. There's an original plan. Adam and Eve had the original plan. But the deceiver came and said, listen, did God really say? In other words, is that really what God means? Did he really say that? Well, let's go back to the word. What did God say? He said, don't touch. That's what he said. So when we look at this, we say, okay, that's how they, did, is that what God really means? We have a lot of teachers in the land today that shouldn't be teaching the word of God. They're teaching fairy tales. Paul was not somebody who didn't. He knew the word. He knew the law. He knew what the word said. But when he got saved, everything came clear to him. This Jesus. This is the Savior. This is the one that's been sent for us. I can live a life of peace. I can live a life where all my needs are taken care of. Everything that the carnal man suffers with. I can find a better way through Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And so today, when we look at our own lives, you know, these are serious days. So it's my responsibility, your responsibility, that you look at the Word, you look at your life and say, wait a minute, is that another gospel? Is that truth? Or is that to lead me down a place of deception? What's the Word of God say? What's the Word of God say? You know, if this, this message today, and again, I'm just sharing from my heart with you, is something that God is speaking to all of us. Be strong in God. 
Be strong in the Word of God. If you have not read the Word this week until you came to church today, you're allowing yourself to live in a place that might be a little dangerous. The Word of God, our foundation. Don't read it traditionally or religiously. Get yourself in a place where it's quiet. Hello? How many found a place where it's quiet? A poem is quiet. Yeah. Where it's quiet, just you and God. In other words, even your cell phone's not with you. Do not interrupt God's voice by answering the cell phone. Hello? Find a place that's quiet and let the Holy Spirit just begin to lead you and speak to your heart. Everything the Spirit speaks is backed up by the Word. Isn't that awesome? You know why? The Bible says they're one. The Word and the Spirit, they agree. So don't tell me the Spirit said this if it's not in the Word. Because I will say it's not the Spirit. It's your imagination. It's your picture. What you've figured out. So God is doing great things in the earth today. And he's going to do it through a people who are strong in the word. Strong in that relationship. My relationship can't be strong in God if I'm not strong in the word. My worship can't be strong unless I know the word. I can get emotional about everything. Right? We can get emotional about a country song. Play it backwards and you get happy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but all these things, let's, let's serve this Jesus. Not another one. Don't make up another one. Go to the original. And the original works. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to have a pastor come up and you do what you need to do. Listen, guys. What you just heard was a, a seasoned pastor who's discerning the times that we live in. Right? And, and that is a, if we recognize it or not, that is a warning uh, you know, once again, to guard our hearts from the day and age we live in. Yes? And, uh, you know, to, to piggyback, uh, just simply before we pray, just two thoughts. There, there's a, there's a, um, a quote by Derek Prince that I go back to regularly, and he simply said this, that you do not love God more than you love His Word. Right? Because He is the Word. And, and so, you know, th- that's, a great, uh, that's a great way to measure the condition of your heart, right? And, and so go, how much do I really read the Bible? How much time do I really spend in the Word? And in essence, that's going to tell you your, your, um, your how, how can I say this, your measure of love for the King, okay? So, uh, you know, one last verse, and, and then we'll pray. Uh, just remember this today. Uh, Paul told, this, told us this in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. He says, all Scripture, not some, but all Scripture is God-breathed, right? And it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the man or the woman, right, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work, right? So everything you need is in the book, right? It is enough. It is enough. You know, that, I, you know I said that was it, but here we go. Um, uh, you know, the other day, a, f- a few of us were sitting down with someone that, that came into town, and uh, we were talking, and I, and I walked away from a few days of conversation just amazed by how readily they were to believe something on YouTube or online uh, way quicker than what the book says, 
That's foolishness. Right? That's how we get into deception. And so just, I guess if anything, man, just love the word. Guard your heart. And uh, if you ever have a question, go back to the book because that's where the answers are at. Amen? Amen. If you can stand to your feet, we'll pray. Father, we thank you that you said, God, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So, Lord, today, just as Pastor Mark so, um, so greatly articulated, Father, we know that Jesus is the answer. This Jesus is the answer. And so, Lord, today, we just pray that you would uh, just help us to guard our own hearts and guard our own minds, God, from the spirit of deception, the spirit of this age that would try to get us off track. And Father, in fact, we just thank you that today as the Holy Spirit is here, that your word says in Isaiah that even if we went to the left or the right, we'll still hear a small voice saying, this is the way, walk in it. And so, Lord, today we choose to walk in your ways, to walk in your word. And so, Lord, we pray and just ask today, God, that your word would be big in us. God, it would be alive, that we would magnify and just have faith, God, in your word today. God, that we pray that if we have uh, gotten off today, Lord, we pray that, that God, today we'll just see that gracious nudge. God, back to the right area. God, the right right path to walk with you. And so, Lord, thank you, God, just for all of us. We're just asking, God, give us a fresh love for the Word of God. Bring us back to our first love. God, bring us back to the first love today, God, that we value and treasure your word. God, that we don't hold it in contempt. We don't, we don't uh, try to sideline the Holy Ghost. We don't try to, uh, once again, make up things. But, Lord, let us serve you for who you really are. And so, Lord, today we just ask that you would take this word, Lord, and you would just drill it down. God, deepen our hearts, God, and help us to uh, just remember it and uh, just guide us by it. Father, we thank you, God, for just sealing the deal by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, if there's anybody in this room today that's never encountered uh, you and, and the promise that you've given us in Acts 1-8, Lord, we pray, God, that you begin to stir our hearts to understand that there is more. There is more, that you are a God of power. God, that you've given us the ability to walk in that power through the Holy Spirit. So, Lord, we just bless you today. We honor you and we love you in Jesus and we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for encouragement in your walk with God and to receive updates on events happening at The Anchor. Have a great week and God bless.